Hello, this is Leslie, and I am the host of the Why Not Today podcast. This is a podcast to celebrate people who have been courageous and said, why not today? I started this podcast in honor of my father, Patrick Kane, who often did say, why not today? I'm based in Reston, Virginia, a planned community right outside of Washington, D.C., and thanks for joining us today. So I'm excited about my guest, Dorian Watson. And I don't know Dorian very well. We met a couple, um, about a month, a couple months ago. No, maybe a month ago. And she's going to share kind of her journey of courage. But before um, we get to know her, you know, I always like to share connections where I met her. So I went to a chamber, Smith Mountain Lake Chamber, because I'm involved in that event a couple months ago and met this woman, Jen. And Jen um, used to be, she had a practice, I don't know exactly, a psychologist, psychiatrist. Counseling. Um, counseling and then decided to go into coaching and not only did she go into coaching but she started a coaching group in Lynchburg Virginia and invited me to it and I ended up going and it was one of those things that wasn't convenient at all whatsoever but I made it work and I met Dorian and so grateful to hear her story and got to know her and so we're excited I'm excited to have you share um, about you and your journey and your faith and just um, you don't have your hope wall behind you today um, I know when we were on the, the other day, you had hope behind you. So, Dorian, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little about you and a fun fact. Uh, my name is Dorian Watson. I'm a native of Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, I have uh, been in business for myself for the past five years. I, I run a consultancy called DM Watson Consulting, still niching down to my very specific uh, expertise area. But uh, right now, I'm blended on organizational management. So my goal is to help uh, small business owners uh, to be more efficient with their organizational management and to be able to, (laughs) yeah, for sure. So to help them be able to plan and organize and lead and control their businesses uh, better in a way that makes them more profitable and uh, helps just make their lives a little bit easier. Uh, So that's me as a professional. Uh, I'm a Christian and uh, served the Lord for over 20 years. Uh, I'd like to teach uh, the Bible um, when I have the opportunity and, uh, yeah, fun fact about me, I have a blog. It's called The Pearl of Priesttown, um, and the blog is named after my mom and dad. Um, my mom's name is Peggy, which is uh, can have a nickname of Pearl, and my dad's name is Preston, and Preston means Priesttown, so uh, my blog is The Pearl of Priesttown. So. I did not know that. Okay, learn something new about you. I have to check it out. So I admire people who can do a blog. Um, my background's in numbers and finance and you know, yeah, doing a blog sounds scary. Everybody keeps saying, you should write a book. I'm like, oh, that's a little scary. Yeah, um, it's not always consistent, but I do it when, I, when I'm inspired. Well, good. Well, I um, met you and, you know, your organization skills are amazing. You can tell you are very instrumental in running the group that um, Jenna started. And, you know, when we talked the other day, I kind of got to know you. And I love your journey from you were in Northern Virginia in the corporate world and then decided to take a turn and follow your heart and follow your calling. And so before we kind of hear all about your story, what does courage mean to you? Yeah, I thought about this when I saw the question. And it's funny how you don't really define words sometimes, you know, you really just kind of have an idea of what they mean. And so I looked it up. And one of the definitions was um, just being able to do hard things. And so that really resonated with me. So I'd say courage is the ability to do hard things and just, yeah, just to be in the spot of the situation and just being able to work through it, regardless of, you know, how difficult it is, just being able to 
get to the end of it or get through it. And generally you're better on the other side of it, or you come to a place where you're able to move forward. So, but yeah, definitely that ability to do hard things would be my yeah, definition. Love that. I, yeah. I've got a friend that, um, I think the name of the Facebook group is we can do hard things and you know, courage, it is doing the hard things. And if people think, Oh, when you're courageous and brave, you just do it. I'm like, no, you don't, you have to work through it. And mm -hmm. once you get on the other side, we're always so much better. And it's been um, so fun for me through this podcast to, to hear everybody's definitions and what they've done. So let's talk about your career path. You switched, you went to seminary, which is, you know, a brave move. So let's talk about where you started and, where you've become and now you've got your own business but let's talk about kind of the in-between and the courageous steps it took and um, yes where God led you yeah so uh, when I was younger I didn't really have a, a huge plan for my life career-wise you know just kind of going with the flow and you know I had an older sister so I like to follow her lead so if she said she wanted to be something I wanted to be that too so she <laughs> wanted to be a lawyer and a teacher and that kind of thing so sure I want to be a lawyer I want to be a teacher uh, but that's not really what I was designed for um, when I got to high school, I kind of thought I might want to own my own business, but didn't really have an idea of what kind of a business or how that would go along or whatever. And so senior year was kind of like, all right, well, what would I want to major in when I go to college? You know, go to college, what, what would I do? So landed on business because, hey, regardless of what business you go into, you can get a job with a business degree. So that was my yep. thought process going into college. So went to college and majored in business, uh, chose management because every business needs a manager pretty much. So I was like, no matter what, I should be solid with a business management degree. So I uh, got to school and uh, the Lord really took a hold of my life uh, my freshman year. So was leaning in the direction of, OK, God, like, what are you doing in my life? Getting to know him better and was able to just really connect with the Lord on a deeper level than I had before. And my junior year, Where'd you uh, go to school? I went to Longwood. And that's okay. a public school here in Virginia, um, in Central Virginia. It's about 45 minutes from where um, I live now. I was wondering with your faith in school at that level, if you've been to Liberty. Right yeah. Now. So when I was younger, I didn't really understand what Liberty was all about. When I mean, you mm -hmm. live really close to something, you know, sometimes you don't really appreciate it. It's like and George so, Mason here. I'm like, who would ever go there? <laughs> yeah. You know, you're like, it's right. There's the school next door. That's too close to home, basically. Yeah, it's like, no, that's too close. So I, I was like, no, I don't want to really go there. As a matter of fact, I told my dad asked me, you know, about Liberty. And I was like, I never want to go there. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. So um, funny how we, what we say we'll never do that we do. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. So uh, was it my junior year and the Lord really let me know, like, you cannot do business in the way that you're thinking you're going to do business. Like that is not in alignment with me and my will. Because, you know, the 90s, I went to school in the 90s and, you know, the 90s were all about power, you know, power trips and, you know, the power executive and especially woman empowered executives. And, you know, she's got the red high heels and, you know, she's going to step on everybody to get to the top. No matter what, what that it means, um, the devil wears product. Yeah, basically, that's that's, that's kind of the idea that I had. Right. When I was uh, a young, a young 19, 20 year old. Um, mm -hmm. but the Lord said, no, that's not going to be you. And I was like, OK, God, then uh, what am I doing? And so. Didn't really know what that was going to be. Um, my senior year, a lot of my friends were going to be going to seminary um, after that. But I knew that I wasn't ready for seminary. And that wasn't the timing of that. But the Lord really laid it on my heart. You know, seminary is going to be for you. And I was like, OK, God, you know, whenever you want me to go, you let me know when you let me know where you let me know what I'm going to study. And, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll 
trust you with that. So uh, that was back in 2001. Fast forward 10 years later, I was living in Northern Virginia, um, was in a job in security. I was an account representative for a security firm and was miserable and mm -hmm. was really looking for, uh, you know, the next thing like, Lord, all right, like this job is not it. I'm really unhappy. I really hate it at this place, you know, but I, I had my career was really in the dumps, but my personal life was pretty good. Like I really had a great faith community, had lots of good friends, really enjoyed where I lived, loved the city I was in and, you know, was thriving in that regard, but the job was really just taking its toll. So it was just kind of like, okay, God, got to get, you know, got to do something. And so over a period of a couple of months, the Lord was speaking to me through all kinds of various venues. And that was a really neat uh, time. And uh, one of the tools that he used to help me was uh, actually the Chronicles of Narnia. I had never read that as a child. Um, okay. I'd seen the movies and things, but had never, you know, never read the books. And the books go a little more in depth with some of the spiritual aspects, um, with the analogies that C.S. Lewis makes. And the Lord just really spoke to me through that series. And so I was just in a time of, of brokenness and repentance. Um, Eustace's character was really resonating with me in that season where I had a lot of pride and a lot of different other things I need to shed. Like he shed that lion skin, that, that dragon skin in uh, the Voyage of the Dawn. You know, I read it as a kid and I have not read it as an adult. I need to go back. It's a great, sure it'll be a whole different read. Oh yeah, it totally will be. It's so great. I mean, it's when you can really apply it to, you know, aspects of yourself and of your faith and of your life and just of your humanity. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah. you know, this is really, it's really, it gets deeper than you think it should for a children's book. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, it's like, okay, all right, Lord, like I'm in this place of brokenness. I'm in this place of where you're going to heal me and you're going to, you know, get me out of this attitude that I'm in. Cause you know, when you're in a place that's hard, you tend to get bitter and resentful and that can really mess you up from a faith mm -hmm. perspective because then you're not looking to act out of love and compassion like God wants us to. Um, and not where we just let people walk all over us or abuse us in any way, but there's a holy way to respond to adversity. And I was not in that holy way as responding to adversity. But God was so gracious to me in that time. He gave me those books. He told me I wasn't going to get fired from my job. That's how bad it was, right? Like oh, they wow. really could have fired me if they wanted to. Um, and not because I was doing things that was, you know, blatantly, you know, wrong or bad or whatever, but my attitude was just so terrible, you know, just coming in with, a, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was just like, okay. Well, like, corporate America, it's, and this is something I'm passionate about and I share because I left my corporate job 24 years ago. And, you know, it was scary, but... I think the one of the breaking points, I was already in Mary Kay, so I saw a better world. But one of the breaking points is when I was at work one day, left work in tears, thinking mm -hmm. I could never get another job. I just mm -hmm. finished my MBA. I have never looked for a job in my life with connections and things. I'm a mm -hmm. super hard worker. But I think corporate America's job in a lot of instances is just beat you down. Mm -hmm. And people, and but the sad part is you got out, I got out. But so many people that are staying there, because they're scared. Yeah. And if I can encourage anybody through these podcasts to just live your life and live enjoy and do the things that give you joy. It is. It's so it's super important. Like it really will, it changes you as a person to be yeah. in that kind of environment. And I didn't like who I was then. And that's why those, those words that I was reading were so powerful for me because it was like, you know, you've become this person, you know, and in the book, if you're not familiar with the voyage of the Dawn Treader, it's it, the little boy puts on this bracelet and he becomes a dragon. 
And that's kind of how it becomes where you've, you've got this outer shell that's not yourself and you're stuck in there and all you can present is dragon, you know, yeah. and it's not your good sweet self, you know, it's right. this bitter scaly, you know, monster kind of a thing. And it's just like, who, how did I become this? And so, you know, to be delivered from that was really, it was so amazing just how God orchestrated all of that. And I love that you listened and you were paying attention instead of so many yeah. people just ignore the signs. I'm very big at, you know, if I see the signs, hear the signs, paying attention to things, but so many people just ignore them. Yeah. And it's, it's really easy to just go along with what somebody tells you to do, particularly your boss or your upper management. If they're telling mm -hmm. you to do things that are not in alignment with your values or just aren't good and they're not just, they're just not good business practices, right. you know, and if you're looking around and paying attention to how your business and organization is functioning, you know, you can see where it's going to be a problem, you know, not just for you, but for your clients or your customers. Right. And if you don't value your clients and customers, you know, well, that's you need to check that anyway if you're not valuing them. But if your organization isn't set up to really give them the best experience, you really. Through all of that, with you, know, you can find a different organization or yeah. figure out something else to do so that you can, you know, make money. And I understand that that's a very difficult thing to do when you're you know, trying to pay rent, you're trying to pay your bills, you're trying to, you know, you may have medical bills that are in the background, debt from student loans or other things, you know, I understand all that kind of struggle. So I know it's not, it seems like it's not easy and no, it isn't easy, but it's not impossible no. to figure out something. You just got to trust. Yeah. And let it go. It's what I found in my life. So. And I think that's, that's a really important lesson I learned with my uh, first job out of college was you can leave. It's your choice and you have that, you have permission to leave it because a lot of people will tell you in your jobs, you know, your manager might tell you or your colleagues might tell you, or even your bank account kind of might tell you, you know, hey, you can't leave this job. You can't leave. And that was one lie that I had to squash real quick because it was like, no, you cannot stay in places that are really sucking your soul away, you know, unless you've been given a supernatural grace to stay there you know, or particular instruction, you know, for me, I'm following the Lord's instructions. And if he doesn't tell me to stay somewhere, I'm not staying. Cause yeah. Not, I know when I quit my job, people are like, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. How are you going to live? And I literally looked and I'm like, okay, I knew I could sell enough products to live. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I might have to eat at my mom's and stick, skip Starbucks and not go shopping or, mm -hmm. you know, pick out all that. But, you know, we can, we live, we can live better, <laughs> you know, and it was a joy. We really can. We really can. So it all so, came to a head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It all came to a head um, at one point. And I was just like, Lord, like, really, I was literally on my face on the floor praying like, God, like, you got to really intervene here. I really got to get out of here. So he had told me I wasn't going to get fired. And one Saturday morning, um, I was just at home and got up and the Lord said, apply to Liberty today because he had been talking to me about seminary that whole 10 year period. I've been, you know, keeping my eyes open, looking at schools and programs and, you know, cities and things and just trying to figure out, you know, where to go or whatever. Um, he had opened a door through my church that I was attending at the time. And they had started a satellite program with Dallas Theological Seminary and um, they had a class offering. So I was like, oh, well, maybe this is what the Lord wants me to do to take to go through the satellite campus and go through Dallas Theological. So I took that class and it was an amazing class, really loved it and wanted to pray through the next semester. And so that was all. So I took the class in the fall 
in the spring, I was praying through the semester to see, okay, Lord, do you want me to do this satellite program or do you have something else in mind? So this was in March. And that Saturday morning, the Lord told me, apply to Liberty University today. <laughs> so and it wasn't just apply to Liberty. No, today. You have to apply today. So I applied that day. I got accepted. Um, and so in May, I moved out. Um, I moved from Northern Virginia back to Lynchburg. Like I said, I'm from Lynchburg originally. Um, I talked to my parents about it. My dad had always said, you can always come back home, you know, whenever you want, you know, because, you know, your dad just wants you home. So yeah. he was like, I'm going back home if you want to, you know, that's fine. And so came back home, didn't have a job, just moved back in with my mom and dad and didn't know what I was going to be doing exactly. Um, hadn't figured out what the major was going to be, but had been accepted, moved back home and was like, okay, God, like, what are we doing? And so the Lord provided for um, my tuition and my expenses and everything told me I wasn't going to get a job because I was looking for a job, you know, because, you know, school's not cheap, even if you have yeah. tuition or whatever, you still have other things you need to get and whatnot. And the Lord provided opportunities and money just out of nowhere, like literally out of nowhere, just would get money for, for wow. things. So it was just such an amazing time of trust and dependency on him. And he really taught me, you know, you need, trust me, I've got you, you know, and you really can do this. So, and just had the, uh, the best time in seminary. It was a two year uh, program that I was in and got my master's in theological studies. And then uh, moved on into a position after that uh, where I worked for Liberty University for a season and was helping uh, the student population there. So really, it was a really amazing time just of just how he was, you know, moving things and providing and just getting me to be able to trust him more. Yeah, and that and that takes so much courage. And I can pinpoint many, many times in my life that, you know, it just had to, we try so hard to plan. Mm -hmm. Different than my plan. And you know, he's got it. He's got got my back. And, you know, he always does. Out of courage. Seems like my internet's going in and out. Are we disappearing or am I, do you see that? You were freezing just a little bit, but you're back now. Hopefully we're okay. Looks like it's not so strong, but that's okay. This is not perfect. Beauty of why not say. All right. That's so it. you went to seminary, seminary, which I love the trust and you did that. And the God provided. Like the same thing with me. And I've shared this on this podcast before. I quit my job. November of 99 and it was really not it was a date of just arbitrary date based on something silly going mm -hmm. shopping with a friend I don't even like to shop but I quit my job and I stepped out in faith and you know God had another plan my yeah. dad, had a, dad had a major stroke that next April and yeah. I was able to be there with my family I was able to take off I didn't have to take ask permission to take time off and you know, if I had not stepped on on faith and had that courage to say, you know, why not today? It was kind of like, you know, your decision to go to seminary, like God told you today, like, you know, we need to listen to those and not argue. Yeah. And, and what a different path your world has taken because of that. It really has. And what you just said really resonates with me, too. Um, I had a lot of family it, it, things that came up when I moved back, when I moved back home. And had I not been living with my family at that time I would have had to travel you know three and a half hours or so or I would have missed certain things and you know yeah trying to figure out how to take time off and to be there and with as many things that happened like I don't know if I would have had enough time to take off you know to be able to to do the things 
that I needed to do. You know, my sister was, yeah. The flexibility and, and aligning your life with your values of what's important to you is so crucial. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been full-time Mary Kay with this flexibility for 24 years. So that's just the life I live. But unfortunately, I had unexpected death of a friend last week. Mm-hmm. And it was not a family member. And if I was working for somebody else, I couldn't have said on Sunday when I found out, I'm leaving tomorrow and I'm gone for a week. Mm-hmm. And it's been you know, it was a week ago Sunday, and I really haven't gotten all the way back into work yet. And that's okay. You know, I'm not getting fired. And I have that flexibility. There was no question. But if I had been working for somebody else, it would not have happened like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, you know, that for me, that is just invaluable to have that flexibility with family and or friends and do the things that mean something to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then you left, so you worked in a church, you worked at Liberty, and then you started mm-hmm. to start, start your own business and kind of a different, so you, I'm sure whatever you learned in seminary and the church and all that, you apply to what you do now, but kind of a different trajectory. So how'd you get there? I love hearing people's stories in their path. <laughs> yeah, so I was working for a church. I was working um, in their administrative office and I felt like I needed a shift. You know, working for the Lord is awesome, but it's a really different environment, especially when you're a business mind. And I, as much as I love ministry, I love ministry as a as a non-business entity. And so the two areas can converge uh, more often than one would think. And the way that they converge is it can get really complicated. Um, and so I was having some frustrations with the way those two things were converging, um, particularly with the demands of ministry. Sometimes uh, ministry is more 24-7 than nine to five. And Mm -hmm. so I was finding like things that I needed to be doing um, for my position were falling outside of my work hours. And it was just kind of like, okay, I can't keep going over these with this crossover with the particular structure that we had at that time. So it was just like, this isn't really a good fit for me anymore. And I thought, you know, I would really like to help people um, with these kinds of things, but I'd like to keep my, my faith ministry separate from that. So I was like, let me separate these two things. I'd like to be able to come to church and worship on Sunday and not, you know, get pulled into something work related. Exactly. So um, chose to make that separation and uh, decided to go into administration. Administration is one of my favorite areas of business uh, to focus on. And so all the behind the scenes organizational things, that's all the things that I'd love to to get into. So decided to uh, become a consultant. I talked with a coach. as I was trying to make the transition, because I didn't want to leave my, my church in the lurch, you know, with nobody to come take my place. So I was going to uh, right. train my replacement and all that. So I worked all that out. And so, and I didn't want to just go into business blind because I'd never run my own business before and I'd never done what I wanted to do as a business before. So I had some test clients first um, just to see if that was something I liked doing and, you know, kind of figure out the trajectory of where I wanted to take my business. And what a great idea, um, test clients. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a chronic planner, chronic planner. And so well, be uh, careful with that. I have learned recently, especially I am a planner and yeah, yeah. Our planners, <laughs> he's really worked with me on that. And so it's, it's, everything is a fluid plan now. So here, here's yeah. an idea of a plan that I have. God, you know, if it's going to shift, that's fine. You know, so whatever <laughs> exactly. you want to do with my, with, with my plan, you can go ahead and do that. So. Um, but just had some test clients first and uh, talked to a coach um, who helped me figure out that I want to be a consultant versus um, uh, mainly a coach or a mentor or something else. So he helped me put, get those uh, ideas in alignment. And so 
Uh, DM Watson Consulting was founded in 2018, and uh, I've been on the journey, the entrepreneurial journey ever since. I'm still figuring out who I am as a business owner and as a business person. Um, but uh, like you said, I love the flexibility of it. It allows me to be able to help people, but it also allows me to focus on other things that I need to be doing. Um, my ministry is a part of that. And so some of that really just is being available to people whenever they need to talk about things or, you know, they just need to meet up for something. And so that gives me that flexibility to do that. So that's awesome. And, and I love that you're in the coaching world as part of the administrative, you know, helping coaches with their, you know, business. And, you know, that's important. You know, we all have creative ideas for businesses, but you got to have the business part behind it. Mm -hmm. um, and people have asked me, like, what are you doing as a Mary Kay consultant? You have an MBA and I'm in business. I'm like, I'm a smart businesswoman. I'm running my own business. Right. But, you know, it does take the systems behind it to make it successful. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And everybody has a system, whether they recognize it as one or not. It could be a bad system. <laughs> That's right. It very well could be. Yeah. So what would you say to encourage somebody else? And I love the word encourage because it's like give somebody courage. Yeah, for sure. It's really just kind of just do it in a way. You know, a lot and of I times we have a lot of doubt behind things. And I've, I've gone through a season where I doubted myself. Um after going through some different life experiences, uh, I'd lost some of the confidence that I had because a lot of my confidence previously was based in pride. And so it's really difficult to, to just trust yourself, but I would really encourage people to trust yourself. Um, you know what your values are, you know what you are um, trying to accomplish. And if you're a Christian, you know that God has a plan for you and you're probably seeking that out. Trust God that has a plan for you and trust that you are capable of following the plan that he's got lined up for you and have faith that you can really do it. Believe that you can do it, have faith that you can do it and trust yourself that you're able to execute it. Even if you don't have all the tools right this second, right? Most things are a process where you're learning about it and you're getting information. Trust that you can get the information, trust that you can learn it. Just have that, try to trust yourself to, to do those things that you need to do and you can, you'll gain that ability to do that hard thing. It'll be less and less hard as you go along. Um, now, some things really do just, you know, slap you in the face, you know, right? Unexpected family losses or, you know, health incidents and those kinds of things. Those, those are tough to navigate. They really are. But trust that if you're still alive, there's something that you can do. And, and that's what my dad always through. said after he had several strokes. And mm -hmm. he had a long journey of it. But he's like, you know what? God's not done with me yet. Mm -hmm. and he knew he still had a purpose and you know and people say how are you and he's like I'm on this side of the grass which is always a good thing mm -hmm. um yeah I love that and you know I think the whole theme of what we talked about today is trust and yes. I love doing these podcasts because I get to hear people's stories but so often more than anything I'm doing these podcasts because it's a message I exactly need to hear today now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, God put me, you in my past a month ago, who know, knew that I needed you today um, yeah. in my life recently and just the trust factor. And yeah, just got to trust. So um, where can people find you? And I know we're going to share all your contact in the show notes, but if someone's looking for some business administrative, do you do virtual? Do they have to be in Lynchburg? No, um, I can do virtual or I can do I'm in person. Um, if you're in the, you know, the general area of central Virginia, I can get there. Um, if we plan accordingly, I can get pretty much anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, 
So um, I'm available both virtually and in person. Uh, okay. You can reach me at dmwatsonconsulting.com uh, for all your organizational management needs. All right. And I know your whiz is LinkedIn. You're going to have to teach me how to do that because that's not something I've figured out. So, but um, yeah. the Why Not Today podcast, you can find on every channel. We have a website, Why Not Today podcast. We have swag. If you want a t-shirt, a, a cup, a vinyl, we're looking at some other things um, that we're going to add and just share it with a friend. If it's encouraged you today, the podcast share it, review it, like it. That's how we're going to grow this podcast. And Dorian, thank you so much for your story and of courage. And I just love the faith and business combined and just the trust. So thanks so much, Leslie. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And you know, everybody listening, watching, say, why not say you just, we are not promised tomorrow. I know that more than anything and enjoy your life and say, why not today? So thanks again. And Say, why not today? And I got to figure out how to stop it.